You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I've not learned music. Just the good stuff, baby. You guys remember the game? What was it? Like the penguin game where you had to knock out don't the blocks the ice. of ice? Don't break yeah. the ice. Don't wake Club Penguin. Not yeah. don't wake daddy. That was a, there was a bed involved in that. <laughs> I called it don't wake daddy. No, that was a separate game. No, yeah, that's that what I called all... it. It's called or don't surprise were... papa. Or if you were raised by penguins. <laughs> papa startled. <laughs> don't, don't startle, don't startle, father. Don't startle father my favorite children's game <laughs> oh shit he's up <laughs> fuck dad's here ah <laughs> oh, fuck it's dad <laughs> all I can think Real of quick. is the don't wake daddy commercial that had like the very long song that went with it in the very end it just it's said, in my head now oh, it's dead. <laughs> I can see the commercial in my mind. I hate it. Can I talk about Popped the meanest thing that anyone's ever said to me this week? Yes. <laughs> I tweeted about this. It's the meanest thing a stranger has ever told me. Or anyone. I did um, see that. I did see it, this. <laughs> I can't, I cannot, so for those of you who aren't following me, uh, shame on you, um, but I went to Bojangles, and I pulled up to get my order, and the lady at the drive-thru goes, she doesn't even say hello, just I open the window, and she goes, you look like that one cartoon character, <laughs> which I'm, I'm used to, uh, Sean, one of the co-hosts of the show, told me that he wanted me in Milton Theater because when I was a freshman, he saw me and he said, he looks like a cartoon character. So I don't know why people are think. I, I think I look normal, but uh, to, to yeah, both it's Sean- It's not necessarily and, a compliment. It's, yeah, no, it, it depends who. Yeah, I just look like <laughs> so a- That, that like, was just, that was bold of her. <laughs> yeah. People see me and just think, oh, it's Cuphead. This <laughs> <laughs> isn't a person. So, and I'll go, oh yeah, you know, Ratatouille. I get Ratatouille the most. Because yep. that's not a, that's not an insult. That's just that's just facts. I look at the guy from Ratatouille. Uh, and I was like, yeah, Ratatouille, and she's like, oh no, what's that? It's like an older comic, and I was like, Mad, Mad, Mad Magazine. It's like, I could tell <laughs> And she goes, no, no, it's like that old old cartoon with the cows. And I was like, God, does she think I'm the kid from the Far Side cartoons? Because like, <laughs> that's, that's a stretch, that's, if anything. Well, he had red hair. I'm making like old cartoon with cows. See, you're in like the worst part of this conversation, which is who the fuck are they thinking of and how offended do I need to be? And I want to solve the mystery now. I I like how you started at handsomest and started working your way down. Yeah. Yeah, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. I'm sorry you had to go so far. Yeah. And then she goes, no, what's that old cartoon? It was on Nickelodeon with the cow named Otis. And he's going, (laughs) oh. Ah, uh, do you mean barnyard? And she goes, <laughs> yeah, you look like that what kid. A journey, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I was like, that's, first of all, that's not that old. I think I was in college when that show was on. Uh, and also, I was like, I don't remember there being a kid in that show. I'd never seen it. And she was like, it's not an insult, but you do look just like him. And I was like, all right. 
and I pulled away and I googled kid from barnyard and it's absolutely an insult. It, yeah, it's, it's the worst fucking looking. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. The it's kid's bad. the kid's name canonically is Snotty Kid. That's the character's <laughs> name. You remind me of you, Snotty you, Kid number five. If you if you don't know what he looks like, picture a character you would draw if you wanted me to kill myself, and that's. What <laughs> I noticed is that like redheaded kids get treated like really poorly garbage. in animation, like absolute <laughs> yeah. garbage. They're either. If it's a redheaded girl, it is the love interest. It's Lila from Hey Arnold. She's like hippie long-stalking type character. Yeah, it is like she's or whimsical. It's, or it's she's... Darla from Finding Nemo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's nerdy. Nerdy. Or yeah, you get cute. You get the redheaded boy, the ginger character. Which hate to spoil my show and tell so early, but my show and tell has a, a ginger character who. I almost sent a picture to Will, but I was like, it's too, the burn, <laughs> the wound is too fresh. <laughs> um, but it's not, it's, not it's, a kid. it's just, it's just like a, a, like a, luckily I think, you know, Ratatouille came along and saved that. Um, yeah. Of just kind of like. Justice for redheaded people. <laughs> yeah. Linguini Honestly. I mean, cause like before it's, that it's... it was straight up like, yeah, redheaded girl. Cute, nerdy, a little quirky. Redheaded Mermaid. boy. Devil. Problem child. <laughs> Self-eldritch <laughs> abomination. Carl Weezer. Looks like someone Carl tried Weezer. to looks like someone tried to make a human and messed up. <laughs> Which is funny because I don't think we all look like that. <laughs> I think there are handsome redheaded people. Why do all the yeah. redheads got in animation got like glasses? <laughs> It's just there fucking, are three redheads from... on this call, two of which have glasses. <laughs> I don't wear glasses. I know. Sean's redheaded, aren't you? I, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm close to it. I've got red hair. I've got my two twin brothers are both uh, just straight redheaded. Um, yeah. And I've got some red hair in me. You got like that strawberry blonde thing going on. Mm. I don't count him. He could pass as a normal yeah. person. Yeah. It really depends brunette, on the lighting. Brunette passing. Yeah. You know, a stranger what? hasn't pointed at you and been like, Barnyard! A <laughs> <laughs> stranger points at me and just goes, Generic. Sean! No, a stranger, strangers point at me and go, 15! <laughs> <laughs> That happened on a plane recently. <laughs> oh, they didn't even say like uh, the rest of the sentence. Were they pointing <laughs> you to your seat, Meg? We were. I mean, that. Ah, uh, no, we were just sitting in the exit row, and uh, the flight attendant, who was like this this weathered old woman, um, was just like, "Are you, you know, are you prepared to sit in the the exit row?" And then she she turns to um. Or, my partner RJ is just like, wait, how old? How old are they? Like, not even like to they me. They got the pronouns right. <laughs> to, no, no, I was, I was, I was fixing it myself in post. Oh, she okay. Got the pronouns right. uh, that was very, very nice of the, the flight attendant. <laughs> but yeah, she didn't. She didn't ask me like how old I am. She asked RJ, and RJ's like. Yeah, tell 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 her how old you are, Meg. Go like, on, he's, he thought it was hilarious. Tell her. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
30, you know, 31. And then <laughs> she looks at me and she gives me the, the meanest look, like just glare. It is like, this is like, I, or what did she say? Oh yeah. She's like, I'm taking this completely seriously <laughs> <laughs> or like I'm completely serious. And, and like, she thought that I was fucking with her then i was like i'm 52 when i got a mortgage <laughs> and i was just like so so am i like do i need to get my id out do I, have to prove oh, it? I really just want to sit <laughs> I, I am more serious oh, the, the best part was then she was just like well i'm she's like you don't look at all like your age and i'm just like and then she Thank goes, you. I'm 62. And at this point, I don't, I'm like so lost in the weeds that I'm just like, okay. And she's like, you're supposed to say that I don't look anything like 62. And it's like. You look you, 90. You yeah, you described her as weathered, which. Yes. Is probably yeah. even worse for 62. I've met 62 year olds who look fine. Killing urine. Yeah. Uh, well, Welcome. Episode 165 of Radish. That's too many, some might say. <laughs> uh, I'm Will. I've got the keys this week. Uh, we got some very special guests. Uh, before we bring them on, uh, here are the people who don't have the keys this week. And laugh at them. <laughs> uh, I'm Tyler. Um, don't have the keys uh, taken away from me because uh, uh, I did drive through a restaurant and <laughs> it, it was it did not end well and i'm sean house farm sean <laughs> still fish july oh, i keep right. naming studio you... albums that i haven't listened to i don't know these albums didn't you do i thought farm you were house going on week? a different route of sean Housen, but <laughs> oh that's that would have been better that would have yeah. well it would have broken fish july edge but it would have been better I did Sean Boy last week. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and and from, um, honestly, a lot of other podcasts, we have uh, two special guests from The Weird, from Fun Fiction. We have Meg Danger and the reigning, defending, the Brock Lesnar of Radish, oh. Influencer of the Year, Scotty Moore. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was great for everyone's ears. <laughs> Meg, you can take the title come December, and we'll have to introduce you like that. I'm sorry, it's got to get the It might happen. I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta, I guess, start practicing my horrible, horrible noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? What you, what you, who you are, what you do, why you're here. I've been on this show enough. You, you guys know. <laughs> you guys know it. Not everyone you knows. Know. It's your boy. I'm watching WWE Money in the Bank right now. This is not a bit. Megan, tell them about you. <laughs> I I don't know how I got here. I woke up and I was just in this call uh, and I was very afraid. And That's Scotty, how most come on Scotty said, "Just just do it. Just don't 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 look direct. Don't make eye contact with anyone. Uh, do not refer to anyone by name." <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm from. All, I'm from the other podcasts that Scotty's also from, mm -hmm. <laughs> and Ono oh Class, which is on hiatus, but it's it's ending. It's fine. It's great. Wrestling, <laughs> though, I don't know anything about that, but we can we can go back to that. 
<laughs> we're going to once we get into the show and tells. But first, we got some good news, and I have a jingle I have to play that I should have had up before. Will's got that. jeans. Good news. It's like two minutes long. Um, the Olympics decided, hey, we don't want our athletes being cool. So we created some cardboard beds that will support the weight of one Olympian. And if more than one person gets on the bed, it will crumble. <laughs> and I mean, their official, official, uh, I think their official reason for this is to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Uh, you can Google that and see what that's all about. Um, <laughs> First from, I'm I've never, I've never heard of this. I guess from I people just like sharing a bed or coming in close contact, but um, they've made a bed that you can't, you can't, you know, do smooches on, and they just please, we'll, we'll tweet it out. Please Google these these cardboard Tokyo Olympics beds because they just look like prisoners should sleep on. <laughs> prisoners get better beds, honestly. Yeah. They probably Here's, do. These well, look pr- awful. Prisoners, prisoners ain't fucking like crazy because that's, <laughs> that's the thing. True. That's the thing with the Olympics. There's, you know, because they can't, they're not going to be drinking. They're not going to be doing anything because they're focused on like competing. So the thing that traditionally goes down at the Olympics like constantly is they are just banging it out <laughs> to be fair and i guess it's up to personal preference but that is the most fit athletic goddesses and gods of the world all coming together at a single place so i, I guess i totally get it oh yeah but also, get more olympians yeah also I, yeah, exactly <laughs> i also feel like I mean, do the, is it one size fits? So, I mean, I feel like, you know, the Greco-Roman wrestlers yeah, are see, probably going to be at a very big disadvantage. This was my that, question. The, my question. The, the, the gymnasts <laughs> could probably still get away with it. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> it, infamously in professional wrestling, yeah. I am going to go back to this. Like, when big, big boys wrestle, they're like, oh, we've reinforced the ring to make sure it doesn't collapse. And it's like. Right. You had 30 dudes in there earlier going <laughs> after one another. So I'm like, if you, it has to Something be able to withstand the, the weight of an Olympic weightlifter, which has to be easily two gymnasts. So mathematically, <laughs> the gymnasts can fuck at the Olympics. <laughs> they, or they get lighter cardboard. Yeah, so the, 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 the gymnasts can fuck. This is the bed for the whitewater rafters. <laughs> the thing is that I saw someone say, like, do they not expect the world's greatest athletes to be able to do it standing up? <laughs> Good point. And, yeah, and I guess that, that poses another question is it's just cardboard. It's just going to break. You know, there, it's not like it's a trap door is going to open up to a pit of spikes if they <laughs> attempt to do anything the, here. The I feel like the willpower chamber. kind of, ex, ex, you know, goes goes past the cardboard. If your event's <laughs> over, go for it. If you're if you don't have to worry yeah. about sleeping on the floor, just like, yeah, whatever. But but make sure you, you, you get the vaccine. And most powerful. Yes. Imagine the power of having a sexual experience so strong it breaks a bed. Like, yes, it's cardboard, <laughs> but come on. It's like guys going through a table in WWE. It's like, we know, but it's still cool. You don't have to tell Imagine that guy... part of the story. You could just be like, I went to the Olympics, and I fucked so hard we broke the bed. Yeah. <laughs> 
Imagine the guy who just like tripped holding some food and like went through it and had to go to like the Olympic Committee and be like, can I get a new bed? Mine broke. <laughs> <laughs> There's Alfredo on my bed and it's really... It's, 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 you, it's yeah, soggy now. If you spill water, you're fucked. It's just seeping through. Just or don't, sweat. don't piss the bed, Scotty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Piss Mr. sweat or water. The committee, sir. I, I, I pissed in my bed. Can I have a new one? I'm far away from home. I'm very scared. I had a night terror. I have to do the shot put tomorrow. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, this I'm, looks I'm like happy that they've, they've kind of evolved after their last technique, which was put a piece of tape on the door and then the following morning go and see if the tape's been ripped off. <laughs> The entire IOC is staffed by seventh grade teachers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm no grinding at the gala, kids. (laughs) That's acknowledging everything. Christian youth community. (laughs) (laughs) Acknowledging everything that's like I understand, like the Olympics, not great. They they really put a lot of unnecessary pressure on cities and countries, and all that acknowledged. I am excited for the Olympics, but boy. Uh, I just I don't know what this one's gonna look like. No crowds. No, it's just I'm gonna be watching these events, thinking, "Show me these bedrooms. I want to see what's going on." <laughs> Are they still together? <laughs> A new Olympic sport, the bed break. Who can do it the first? <laughs> I lived in the Atlanta Olympic Village for two years. That was my college dorm. <laughs> How was your bed? It broke. <laughs> <laughs> It was good. I uh, my my one of my roommates moved out the second semester, and so I had a friend who was an RA unlock his room, and then I took his bed and my bed and pushed them together and made a big bed <laughs> and called it mega bed. It's a lot of cardboard. It was a lot of cardboard. I didn't eat a lot of pizza to make it work. <laughs> uh, so if you're going to the Olympics this year, listening to this podcast, first of all, good luck. Uh, unless it's for someone other than America, in which case, boo. Um, <laughs> But uh, remember, you know, you know, keep it keep it PG because you know the world's watching and your bed will collapse if you pee. Um, <laughs> show and tells the real the real the real meat and potatoes of the show and tell. Mm-hmm. Let me segue. Use it every time, please. I just think they're neat. <laughs> I love me a good um, jingle. I love the raddest jingles. <laughs> Shout out, Gary. Gary. Shout out, Gary. Thank you. Scotty, you're not um, going to tune out me talking about the Boss Baby, a new... Fuck yeah! yeah! Family business. <laughs> I almost called it Boss Baby a new re- legacy, but that's a... Boss Baby 2000. <laughs> Boss Baby, the journey continues. We almost did a, uh, a fun fiction on Boss Baby a few weeks ago until I remembered, wait, I have to get Sean for the Boss Baby fun <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm still I, I'm up for uh, because fuck y'all this is a it's a, it's a solid sequel. <laughs> oh, that makes something. me mad because I do love the first one, but the premise of it's same with Space Jam too. The premise is what I'm uncomfortable with. The we'll premise Space Jam. of uh, Boss Baby Family Business is that Tim and Ted 
the you know protagonist and the boss baby from the first movie are grown up. No one knows their names. I was going to say I didn't <laughs> realize boss baby had a name. Movie, I, it's just you know, boss baby. At the, the boss end of the baby. first movie, they named you their didn't child even see their faces. Boss like, they baby. didn't reveal those. But now the second movie, they're. I was like nervous going into it. Like I was unsure going into it because like. I didn't know how they were, like, all the trailers made it seem like they were just, like, retconning an old story. But luckily, uh, Ted is older now, and, you you know, his face looks the same. He's just taller. Um, is Ted the boss baby? Sorry, no, you, you're going to have no, to. No, no, no. Ted is, Ted Ted is, is oh, the boy. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Tim's the boy. Ted is the Tim's boss Tim's boy. That's right. Tim's the boy. Ted's no the boss No one knows. Baby. People who seen the just, movie just don't. Just don't. This lore is already too complicated. <laughs> it, it gets... Basically, just like Tim's older now, he has a family of his own. Ted is rich and runs a company, mm-hmm. and he's the fun uncle. Um, but Tim has a, a daughter named Tina. They they just keep it all the T's in this family. So yeah. so much older, not like no. It's like, that's like, what that's what gave me pause is that the boss baby is adult boss baby now. And that's exactly. <laughs> You exactly. Said, so he's kind so, of older He's not a now. boss he, man. He's an adult boss baby. But <laughs> so we're thinking. Let me. Let me. Thirty to forty years in the future, have they figured out Tyler, climate change? It's like yeah. 20, okay. No. Wait. Hold on. It's Let's give Sean no. two hold minutes on. to go. Let's yeah, give Sean let me, two uninterrupted minutes. Let me. Let me. Br- let me guide you through it because I. I am going to defend this movie. Oh um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So, <laughs> Tim's got a daughter now. Tim's got two daughters. He's got uh, Tina and Tabitha. Tabitha's the oldest. Tina's the youngest. And basically, Tabitha, you know, is going to this, like, cool, new, like, new generation school. And Tabitha's just a little baby. And Tim learns that Tabitha is a baby from Baby Core. And Tabitha's like, hey, we need your help. And we also Girl need your baby. brother's help. And so, what they do, they have to, like, infiltrate tabitha school and in order to do that tina gives both tim and ted this like special baby core milk juice whatever that turns them young again so we get the same characters we had in the first movie through most of boss baby 2 which is delightful (laughs) Um, and they infiltrate the school and they have to do a bunch to like take down the villain who is played by jeff goldblum which i'll get to oh yeah Um, but and it's it's just it's a zany time it's super fun not super fun it's fun um (laughs) (laughs) but it's something about these movies if like even if you hate them if you watch it you'll see like the dream and like the make-believe sequences in these movies are incredibly directed they are are so in those are still in too even oh, more yeah! so even more so they're like super elaborate and colorful and just a feast for the eyes there are some solid references there's two shawshank redemption references in boss baby 2 um, <laughs> who is that for that's the thing. It's been two minutes that's now. Sean. I have to Sean. Sean. That yeah. is for, that's for the audience who in the first one, when Tim asks the boss baby if he's the baby genius, baby Jesus, and everyone cackled. That it's for that audience. Yeah, <laughs> it's there's. I was watching this with my girlfriend earlier today, and she was saying like, "Oh, this is great because like you put this down in front of a toddler. There are so many pretty colors and so much going on. Like they'll be engaged." I was like, "This really does feel like an all ages thing because apart from like teenagers, because fuck teenagers, but like you get the story, you get the fun, like goofy antique story for like kids. You get like the colors and the bright like 
funny jokes for toddlers and you get like the references for the parents and a lot of the voice acting uh it's it doesn't have like the absurdity and just like the bewilderment of the first but it does have just like a oh this is pretty fun of like yeah. it's just it's it's nice to watch like i i you know paid for peacock plus to watch it it was like 4.99 it's delighted it was nice um i will say it was ooh, it was so close we have alec baldwin as the boss baby obviously as ted you get james marsden now instead of toby mcguire as tim as adult unwatchable tim, that was tim. toby it was Toby in the first one. Yeah, it was Toby in the first oh, one. Oh, shit. So this Tim. means Boss Baby 3, Homecoming. We bring <laughs> back Toby Maguire. Fingers crossed. But what annoys me is that they get – you get James Marsden, you get Alec Baldwin, and they have a third, and it's a little baby named Tina who looks like Tina Fey. Tina Fey, who we know oh. has voice acting experience. Say what you will about Soul, you know, whatever, but we know she can do it. Mm-hmm. Instead, they have – she does a great job. Nothing against her. They have Amy Sedaris. Super funny. That's, okay. well. That's Amy, a good yeah. one, actually. Yeah. It just doesn't match. It doesn't fit. Like, it just seems like they should just do a full 30 Rock reunion with, you know, James Morrison, Alec Baldwin, and Tina Fey. But whatever. It's fine. Tina gets by. Just – she's great. But another thing is that they have Jeff Goldblum, as I said, as the uh, the the villain, Doctor Armstrong, who is this zany old man who just moves around a lot and like has a lot of crazy expressions, as every character does in this movie. Holy shit, the expressions! Like you remember that one DreamWorks meme where it's just like we're gonna make all of our characters make this face. Yeah, yeah, the dream, the weird horny DreamWorks. The face. DreamWorks, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they have completely just gone off of that, and now. A basic sentence has just wild faces from all the characters. It's fun to watch, though. It's well done. Um, in any case, they get the mon- the famously monotone, just kind of like wild speech pattern Jeff Goldblum to pay this like zany character, and it doesn't work all that well. Um, oh, no. That upsets me. I yeah, love a good I mean, Goldblum. Well, he doesn't have cartoon character energy, he in doesn't. all fairness. <laughs> like, a, in a no. lot of parts, I'm like, oh, this kind of feels like an apartments.com commercial. Like, he's just serving that same kind of voice. <laughs> change um, your baby. Change your life. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I want Jeff Goldblum, but to voice over-the-top cartoon characters. He, he, it uh, seems like uh, he gets uh, it near uh, the uh, end. Uh, 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 I said, uh, uh, what, what, what's up, dog? <laughs> That's a pretty what? good Porky Pig speech pattern. Yeah, nice. yeah, it's a shame that I said Bugs Bunny's thing at the end of it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to call you out on it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm just, as a, you know, known boss baby from bit to fan, and continued fan now. The second one, Family Business, it holds up. Like, it's it's a solid mm-hmm. sequel. I was really thinking it was going to suck. But they've got the same crew behind it. And <laughs> it's it even have, more... Like, does it have the emotional, like, resonance? Because, like, the first one, that's what took me over the edge was when the first the one was straight up The emotional resonance of Boss Baby. <laughs> Meg, oh, I know so it good. sounds crazy. It's, it's, I've seen I've been the first person one. at parties. Yeah, the, the first movie... <laughs> Where the boss baby has to fight a bunch of dogs and then learns that the dogs can be loved too. Yeah, it's It's emotionally resonant when this baby fights a group of feral dogs (laughs) to learn about love. This is the thing. These like 
It's the stupidest fucking concept. I get it. I understand. It's got, you look at it on the surface, you're like, that's stupid as hell. But you watch the movie and you're like, oh, that's well done. Like everything, like the, yeah. the writing is, you know, it's whatever. But it's. I got one, I got one thing though, because mm. I, I, I did see the first one, but I don't remember the the idea about like where the babies come from and why some babies are business babies so like <laughs> I, I, did, a, did tim there's a robot fuck machine to get that this decides. baby <laughs> that's the it's that's the i was trying to explain it from what i remember from the first one it's like the baby's like soul like you know the, how they astral project to baby corp in the first one um, this one I think has That's a hereditary. A, you just blew someone's mind listening to this. <laughs> that yeah. is that is a That's real thing, thing that happens in that movie. I remember um, that. <laughs> I think it's like the baby's soul coming from Baby Corp, and then like when the baby gets down to earth, it's like the biological child. Because that's the only way I could explain why Tim feels this way towards Tina. Like you know they like there's not like a. I'm a baby and I'm an outsider and I'm just here to cause trouble. Tina's very much like, a, this is my family and I'm here to help them out, um, which is very sweet. Um, so inconsistent but just lore like in the being boss like, baby. like, hey, this this baby, <laughs> this baby that I had is a business baby. <laughs> this is a surprise to me. <laughs> and shouldn't he remember after having grown up with a boss baby? They yeah, they get into it. <laughs> Does yeah. he get his memory wiped? When the boss baby hits a certain age. <laughs> Welcome to the film theory. This is <laughs> boss baby family there's business. A, everything wrong spoilers. with boss baby in there's two a, hours. A, <laughs> <laughs> we need more time than boss baby too to explain. Honestly, it's a solid it's, it's, thing. I have I've spent a long I've spent a collective amount of maybe an hour or two defending this movie, and I understand it's it's a lost cause, but it is like. Apart from Shrek, the, these movies are like just a real, like DreamWorks. Madagascar. Like, Kung Fu Panda. Madagascar is like I don't. Yeah, <laughs> nah. Whatever. Is yeah. Kung Fu Panda rules? Boss Baby has like I an absurdity to it. It has like a what the fuck is going on and who allowed this, and it makes it super fun to watch. And the second, I mean, it goes for the second one, um, where it's just kind of like. This is a wild premise. There's a lot of weird things going on. This is a lot of fun. And it mm -hmm. looks incredible. Like, I think they could do an, a full, like, if DreamWorks ever needed, like, a full stream of consciousness, like, movie of just, like, dreams or, like, Into the Spider-Verse style, like, different s styles of anime, of art style, that kind of thing, they could totally hit up. I think it's Jeff McCarthy or Joe McCarthy who uh, directed this. Um, Tom McGrath. Excellent. He also directed <laughs> Wasn't Madagascar Joe McCarthy and McCarthy the one that hunted the communists? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. And then he yes. made Boss Baby, is what you're yep. telling me. And, <laughs> and Megamind. And Megamind. <laughs> I, think, I think this fandom of Boss Baby is... There's a little bit of a Stockholm Syndrome element to this. I no. Feel like. No, no, it's good. I guarantee. <laughs> I, I I will get on. I will point out that Boss Baby One has a fifty-one percent audience score and a fifty-three percent critic score. Boss Baby Two has a forty-six percent critic score and an eighty-nine percent audience score. It's there trash. are two Americas, boys and girls. <laughs> This is Boss Baby 2, I guess, is just the movie that we need right now as a country. The, the people's movie. Boss Baby <laughs> I, 2. I, I genuinely hope this franchise continues. I do not know how it will. 
Um, but I hope it the does. show's I, good. The show's pretty decent. I will not watch what? the show. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's why definitely do you draw not the a, line there? Alec Baldwin's not the <laughs> boss, already... baby. So then, what the fuck is even the point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they needn't have bothered. <laughs> have we dedicated enough time to Boss Baby? Can we move on? Here's the we thing: I the know we're gonna do an episode this. of Fun Fiction on it, so I'm having to be restrained right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. I'm all I, I, I'm vibrating in go. your chair yeah. about the Boss yeah. Baby. <laughs> I, I got another children's movie to talk about. I'm not going to be nearly as weird about this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Sean. I'm just kidding. Just wait till I, I boss cut in about it. <laughs> um, here's the thing. It's a children's movie. I'm not going to be critical about this. Space Jam, A New Legacy, yep. came out uh, on HBO Max. Go watch it if you want. Um, but it's not, it's not the same because they're trying no, okay. they're Here's trying the to sell us stuff. Go go watch it if you're not going to be freaking annoying about it on Twitter. <laughs> How I'll, dare I'll they? <laughs> um, the sanctity easy premise. of Space Jam One. Easy premise. LeBron James, his son, they get LeBron sucked James. into. <laughs> LeBron James gets LeBron sucked James. into the the Warner Brothers server verse. So everything that of you course. can see on HBO Max. Is in the server verse, and they point it all out. It's it's, except it's really except Michael Clayton. <laughs> no, Michael. Uh, no, Michael Clayton was there. Michael Clayton was there. You can look really closely in the background and in, in some of the like the final basketball game scenes. Okay, it's Michael Clayton. Um, it's if you've seen the first Space Jam, you you can probably guess what happens in Space Jam Two: uh, New Legacy. So um, who's, who's a better actor? Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Neither, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, they're fine. both. They're, I'm is... sure that LeBron James is also terrible. I just want to know who who came the closest to like emoting, to convincing me, convincing me that I was watching a basketball player play basketball <laughs> with Looney Tunes. Probably Michael Jordan. Yeah. I think, um, if I'm going to be completely honest, but. Uh, this one is is a lot more in depth. LeBron turns into a cartoon when he goes to the cartoon universe, and it's not just Looney Tunes in the real world. It's uh, just flying around and you know having a good time, getting a gang together, playing a game of basketball. Um, that's what this movie is. Um, and and honestly, that that's all I got to say about it. It's a fun time. It's a children's movie, so uh, no no critical critical thought from me at all. I just yeah. sat down and had fun. Well, I mean, I do. Even, I, like, I, got, I got a question, though. I'm going <laughs> to yes. cut Scotty off because I feel like my question is going to be better than whatever you're going to say. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so I don't. I haven't seen it yet. I do intend okay. to. Um, sure. Because like space Space Jam was, you know, a childhood thing, and I I, I don't expect it to be, you know. Amazing. Yeah, I I expected it to be a trash fire, honestly. But that's part of the impetus <laughs> for wanting to see it. But uh-huh. so. My question is just uh just like a little a little little baby spoiler uh, request. Sure. Um Sure. There were some screen caps that people took from like the trailer or something, I guess, from when LeBron is a cartoon that makes it look like he's having sexual tension with Lola Bunny. <laughs> is that is that a thing or were was that just like some real careful uh screenshotting on behalf of weirdos? No, for some reason in this film, LeBron James is freshly divorced and on the hunt. <laughs> and 
<laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's not a thing. No, no. It's <laughs> like the opening, honest. the opening of the first Space Jam where he walks out and his son's shooting hoops and it's real charming, except instead it's LeBron James getting handed divorce papers. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Space Jam 2, fuckers. <laughs> Everybody get up. LeBron James is divorced. <laughs> He's gonna fuck a cartoon rabbit now. <laughs> Welcome to the space. My, my thing with the people on the internet who are like, it's fucking bad. It's a cash in. No one can act in it. Everything I look at that is just, you saw the first one, right? Yeah. <laughs> a ter an objectively terrible film with terrible yes. acting that was a cash yes. in on how popular the Looney Tunes were. And my we don't like it because it it's no good. Reason. <laughs> it's we like it because the end of it has Michael Jordan coming watch. out of a fucking UFO and then going to play baseball. Not even the game the movie's based around. <laughs> the sport he was playing because he got caught gambling <laughs> and he made space jam to pay the bills yeah my hot take is that warner brothers should have put in more properties into this like there weren't like we got like mad max wiley coyote we got fucking small spoilers we got uh foghorn leghorn as daenerys targaryen on the back of a dragon we Warner Brothers I beg so your fucking pardon. <laughs> what is this movie? That's the only reason because I like I just had to see all the references they make. They're Elmer Fudd, Minnie Me. We needed more properties. I just wanted like people like eh, it's a Warner Brothers commercial. I don't good. Give me more. Just doing fucking shit ready, Warner Brothers ready movies. player bugs. <laughs> yeah, what what else would they want? Like, what would they fill the time with? Just it's my dinner with laundry, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> Give I me did Daffy. See that I... <laughs> Tom Wilkins make Daffy climb through a mile of shit <laughs> to get to the outside world. There's a there's a Pulp Fiction joke in Space Jam One. Oh, I don't sure think it's is. like it's out of get the it realm years. of possibility that like. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, the when Bill Murray in Space Jam One is just like a bit part, like. For there no is the reason. Part. Yeah. He's the best part of Space Jam 1. And they even say, like, why Why are you here? And he's just like, oh, you know, I'm friends with the producer. Yeah. Some, team stats, some teamsters to drive me here to the, is to there, the tune world. I, I, I know old Billy Boy's in there in, like, a f photograph at the end. Is there a Bill Murray-level cameo of, like, why are you here? I would say yes. Yes? Yeah. Yes. There is a... Is there's it, a is it the cartoon it call boys who everybody loves Rick and Morty? Okay, uh, that's not it. That's not it. Okay, okay. I know I know they're there. I know yeah. they're in it. Yeah, I know they're in it. And that makes it the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. So that's not uh, <laughs> that's, that's not a pretty high IQ to understand that reference. I love to see Tyler watching it with a angered face and then Rick and Morty show up and it immediately turns into a smile. This is the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Wait, everybody shut the fuck up. Rick and Morty's on. <laughs> that's the thing is that like I see so many people saying it's like, oh, it's a soulless movie. I was like, it's not soulless. You're just in your 30s now. Like yeah. it's not you watched you the anymore. first one and you were like this is the coolest shit because you were seven. Now it's just like, <laughs> ew, it's so no, it's the same movie. It's as exactly amount as fun. Maybe Looney Tunes could have had a little more Looney Tunes antics as like the first one, but 
it's the same kind of movie. John. Although I got, John, I got to argue if it's for seven year olds, which like, yeah, sure. Who the fuck are like the 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 droogs and shit references for? <laughs> That's like how many seven year olds are like, ah, yes, the Clockwork Orange, my other favorite piece of media. The same seven year olds who know Rick and Morty. Yeah, <laughs> very high IQ. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like Sean said. It's for the adults who are watching it with their kids, and they could just be like, "Fuck yeah, that that's that's a good little little joke in there." Exactly. That There's sure a is a movie who... from forty years ago with the time with the Looney Tunes. And I, I do want to uh, a... small cosign for Tyler Show and Tell. Uh, I do want to shout out Don Cheadle who puts his all into this. Oh yeah, and he's yeah. Don Cheadle's great. <laughs> Unbelievably good as just this wacky villain. He is so much fun to watch. He uh, plays his character from Boogie Nights. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a cartoon. We we oh brought my a lot God. of cartoons this week. <laughs> Except We're mine is very much not for kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if your kids watch this show, you should probably you know tell them to stop. Uh, I got an animated series from Japan uh, called <laughs> Odd Reset Taxi. The counter. Reset the counter. Uh, I think it's on Crunchyroll. It might be on HBO Go because of a deal they have. Or it HBO is not. Max, whatever. It's not. I checked. It bummer. is not. Uh, either way, it's the best show of the year. It's the best anime of the year. It's a strong contender for best show of the year. I watched this whole thing this week just mouth agape at how good this show is. It's a show about a taxi driver, and the first uh, three, four episodes, he's just driving around at night with his clients asking them about their lives. He's asking like a young kid who's getting into social media about social media. He's asking, kind of interviewing. It's, it's almost like a, like Midnight Gospel, how Tyler described that. Kind of just like, almost like a podcast, but animated. As he just kind of drives around Tokyo at night, interviewing these passengers about their jobs and their life and stuff. Um, and then around episode five, it comes out, there's a missing girl. And from the past four episodes of conversations and talking to all these people, the taxi driver kind of starts to see similarities and make connections of, oh, this guy was talking about this. And, and it becomes a really gripping noir murder mystery. Um, this sounds kick-ass. <laughs> um, it is good for fans of, of like Fargo because it's like, it gets really complicated uh, fans of any murder mystery and fans of Zootopia because I left out that all of the characters are talking animals. Um, yes. The, the taxi driver. I am, I am a thousand percent on board for this. It's so good. The taxi driver is a talking walrus named Otakawa who is by word of mouth trying to solve this missing girl case by people he talks to. And like every episode has a hundred like puzzle moments where like someone will be like, Oh yeah, I did this. And you realize like, Oh, that's who he was talking about earlier. And the guy, and it's like, it just gets small, like more and more like pieces fall into place as you kind of also try and figure out how, you know, the, the idol group that was in his taxi the other day ties into the guy who got addicted to gotcha gaming. Uh, there's a really good episode on like mobile gaming and like how it destroys this one guy's life that is super good. Um, I don't want to give too many spoilers about it, but just like please watch this this very good and fun uh, and very dark show about uh, you know crime and and murder and there's a there's a femme fatale who's an alpaca um, <laughs> and it rules. So check out Odd Taxi. I'll co-sign I'm, Wills. I'm, I'm like I'm four episodes in, gonna. and it, it's it's one of the like smartest. Like it feels like, I think I said it's like B stars 
but crossed with like paranoia agent it it feels very intelligent and you really do have to pay attention but it's very well done i've gone back and scrubbed episodes because like after i finished it i was like i wonder if like this was set up here and like i can't find a, a dropped plot thread like it's it's airtight it's a phenomenal script hell yeah it sounds that sounds dope as hell i'm i'm, I'm like writing it down i'm like i'm <laughs> Please, please watch it so that they make a second one. <laughs> I know nothing. Ag- I know nothing about like animal-based anime, but I do know I got recommended the uh, theme song to Beastars Stars on Spotify a couple weeks back. Oh, fucking slaps! Slaps! Uh, Wild Side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Oh, so yeah. Uh, the newest OP is also fan fucking tastic. Nice. That just we'll, started. Yeah, we'll or be just, we'll just be talking about Beastars Netflix. Too soon i'm sure <laughs> we love we love a talking animal anime in this show Truly. we love agretzko we love b stars uh all on netflix i think except on taxi but yeah so watch odd taxi please watch odd taxi that's more than anything just please please watch the show it's so good <laughs> i want to talk about it with someone <laughs> <laughs> all right our our esteemed guests D- megan did you, you bring a cartoon week? too I did not. Oh, okay. I was going to try to kill off our calls together. I, I, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a cartoon. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, considering the only cartoon I've watched. Well, I haven't started the new season of Owl House, but. <laughs> I've watched a lot of Trolls with my daughter, and it's got. I, I think the Stockholm has taken over for me because the moment at the end of Trolls World Tour when the evil troll gets her guitar back and then she has a cool rainbow mohawk does make me cry. So, <laughs> so I've part of the, let's see what the have God, my brain just stopped there. Uh, the what I did start watching the new season of is uh the show on Netflix called Lupin. Mm. Yes. Everybody's like, mm. uh, it is it is it's French uh and it's just this dude who who does thief stuff but like you know the super like crazy elaborate uh thing where you're like oh I know that there's like another angle to this and then uh you know they do that like one week earlier and you see like how he pulled off all of like the crazy <laughs> bullshit the guy who plays like Lupin, the main the main character, which if you're like, hey, Lupin, like like Lupin the the third or, or whatever, same same ancestry, um, yes. in Whoa. that it's well not no, I mean in the sense of like the, the books and books about oh, a dude yes. named Lupin who was a thief, oh, because okay, that's okay. who this yeah the main guy's name isn't fucking Lupin, it's Asan. I'm calling him the wrong thing, but that he gets the books when he's a kid and he has like a very tragic backstory. And so now he's an adult and he's just like, I'm going to use all of my cool thief tricks that I learned from reading these books obsessively to get revenge. (laughs) And he's, yeah, he's just like a really likable dude. He would, uh, okay. So y'all remember the movie. It came out like a couple years ago where Kevin Hart has to like take care of Brian Cranston. Cause Brian Cranston's like, paralyzed oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so no. it was a remake of that uh, the french movie yeah it's a remake of the french movie and the french movie is is actually really good it's really funny um and the the guy stars in that he he's the kevin hart in that uh, one okay, okay. <laughs> i know what you're talking about Meg. yeah 
interesting. Like, yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun if you like uh if you if you like kind of goofy uh like heist style things Ooh. where you don't really have to think about it because if you do think about it, it falls apart like a fucking house of cards. <laughs> it's got like plot an holes bag you could. In. Yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> it falls apart like a pissed cardboard Olympic bed. Uh, it's got plot holes you could drive a fucking truck through, but you don't care because this guy's just so charming, and you're just like, all right, what what like disguise were you wearing or whatever? Because there's like a, a part where like he kidnaps this like crooked cop guy and it looks like he's like taking him to this like t- creepy like basement location to like question him and get clues about something uh and the other cops are like following this car that they think he's in and then uh it turns out that like they never left the actual building where he grabbed him but he got everybody else to chase after this like other car and like oh i don't know this guy just like paid me to put a box in my car and drive around for a while <laughs> it's it's like dumb bullshit like that where it's like you're you're not going to figure it out watching it yeah because it doesn't really add up but it's fun <laughs> <laughs> see lupin made me think of luther the idris elba show so i was trying to look that up and along the way i did learn that Idris Elba's DJ name isn't just I- Idris Elba. Cause no. you know he's a DJ, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He that. takes he's, it. He takes it very seriously. He's DJ Big Driz. <laughs> he takes everything seriously. Yep. Nice. <laughs> or this, alternately, this another <laughs> another name coming up is DJ Me, isn't it? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> he's on that one old. Oh Jesus. Uh, it's me, isn't it? Fucks. Fucks that. <laughs> That white guy's that white guy. What does the 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 rap? <laughs> Lil Dicky. Eminem. No, come Vanilla on. There aren't that Dice. many of them. No, no. The one who did the gay song. Who is oh, not Mac-a-war. gay? Mac-a-war. That Mac-a-war. one. Yeah. Mac 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 Macintosh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Idris Elba do a song together. Oh what? hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I do enjoy Mac tonight. He's got some good bangers. <laughs> See Mac tonight. Yeah, Mac tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Does McDonald's downtown? Moon? It's a good. It's a good hit. Down. I, downtown's a good song. I do like that. It's mm-hmm. a good song. But yeah, he does one with Idris Elba. I think it's called Dance Off. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah. Now. It's me, so, isn't so I'll see you guys later. Macklemore. <laughs> it's me, isn't it? Isn't it? Um. So yeah, Lupin's a show. <laughs> that just that if you want something, hell. yeah, it's it's super yeah. fun, and you don't have and to think about it, it too hard. And not to think, which is my favorite thing yeah. to not do. <laughs> <laughs> Meg, I'll be. I love a show I can be on my phone for most of. <laughs> I'll be. Well, uh... I mean, it is in French, so unless you're. Oh, damn I mean... it! <laughs> <laughs> Means I gotta fucking read. Shit. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I'm going back to France in a, in a couple months, and I'm I, I need to brush back up on my French. So I think this will be the show that helps me out with it. Um, because it, it does seem real cool. I love Je it. Suis, uh, daddy. That's Close all enough. I need to say when I'm in France. Is that, is you that nailed it. Daddy? <laughs> no, I think it's I B. Is it I B daddy? Because I don't think it's I am I be daddy. <laughs> I be daddy. I be daddy. <laughs> my Scotty, my in France uh, staring my, at me. 
My years-long education uh, and my years-long French education is why when I first saw your name written out, I was like, ah, yes, our friend Scottier. Yep, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Well, no. what the hell? Okay. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, am I, I haven't done French in a really long time, so my French was, like, super rusty, but it is kind of fun to watch and be like, okay, yeah, I can kind of follow this, and then... <laughs> I know what marriage I was going to say, if you're... If you're if you're way more on top of uh, French, how do we say "Don't wake Daddy"? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Um, I got everything but wake. Yeah. Sacre bleu! Ne fais pas sacre bleu, Daddy. I don't know. <laughs> Omelette du daddy. Ne levez pas papa. Ne levez pas papa. Yeah, ne levez pas papa. There's probably a <laughs> French equivalent of don't wake daddy. Hold on. All right. <laughs> this is the show now. Go, go, go on safe search. <laughs> Scotty, while, while, while Sean does some uh, some Googling, what what have you. Please read us your monologue. Yeah, it's called Levez pas papa. Okay, cool. There's, there's ads on YouTube. Right. Yeah, all right, there it is. I'm so happy. Yep. In so, post, I will add the uh, the entrance music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing to the table this week some stone cold cowboy shit, motherfucker. Because <laughs> I'm bringing a wrestler to the table and someone oh. who I think is. Don't bring the- him onto the cardboard bed. He's gonna put him on the cardboard bed. And he's gonna drink a lot of beer and piss himself and break it. No, I'm bringing a uh, a wrestler in AEW right now who's uh, who honestly has got the longest running story in all of AEW, and that's Hangman Adam Page. And Ooh, I'm bringing him because his story is hopefully about to wrap out, uh, wrap up, and we're gonna see him hold the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. But what I love about Hangman Adam Page is the fact that. Most wrestling storylines are, you got gold belt, me want, punch. (laughs) But Hangman has done shit in the past. Like, he's done storylines about, like, body positivity, where everyone was making fun of him for not looking good in his gear, so he would get, like, literally, like, he does storylines based around mental health, which is not something professional wrestling really lends itself to, except it does really well. And so, like, he uh, had a whole storyline where he was trying to lose weight, but, of course, doing it through unhealthy means. And uh, eventually, because of this storyline, he ended up donating all the money he made from the match to, I I think, a body positivity center or something like that that helps with uh, people who have suffered from issues like that in the past. But the storyline he's on right now, fucking masterpiece as of right now. (laughs) So, Hangman Adam Page in the... Uh, one of the first AEW pay-per-views fought for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. He fought to determine who would be the first ever AEW champion. And he is a veritable, at least in the eyes of most wrestling fans, a nobody. And he is fighting Chris Jericho, who is a literal god of wrestling. So everyone was like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but Jericho's probably going to win it. But Hangman looks so fiery coming into this. You could tell how much he wanted it. Then he lost. Then, no no lie, he became a fucking alcoholic because he couldn't stand the fact that he was, uh, that, that he lost this most important match of his entire life. So he beca- becomes an alcoholic. He leaves his stable of wrestlers known as the Elite, uh, or he tries to, but instead ends up 
kind of leaning on them and even tag teams with Kenny Omega to become AEW tag team champions. This is important. Eventually, Hangman and Kenny have an epic breakup, epic destruction. Hangman drinks himself like to death. He keeps he he keeps feeling like he's a failure. Like when he's fighting Kenny, he goes, "I literally feel that there is poison inside of me." And I don't want that on Kenny or anything else. So you see him go into this deep depression. The elite kick him out. Everything goes bad. But then, and this is where the prestige happens, Kenny Omega, the leader of the elite, his former tag team partner, turns heel, becomes a bad guy, and now him and the entire elite are running roughshod over AEW. And now Hangman Page has to fight all of his doubt. He has to fight his mental illness. He has to fight against so much to come back. And on the two-year anniversary of his greatest failure at All Out, he is going to fight Kenny Omega for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. (laughs) And there are so many multiple layers on this fucking storyline, and I love it. I'm also, sorry, I did that for a second, who? <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, the other thing I like is the fact that they didn't play it like Sting against the NWO back in the day. And I know these words mean nothing to nobody, but Sting was like, <laughs> he, he was a loner. It was just him against this epic group, and people liked that. That doesn't fit with today's society, so it's not Hangman the loner. He got friends, and you watch as Hangman has to learn how to trust again to align with his new group of friends who are a former cult called the Dark Order and mm-hmm. they all rule. They are all fucking amazing. The, the Dark Order are just like, like the henchmen from Venture Bros. They're just like... Just yes. kind of, so Wrestling good. really is anime, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh for sure. It's drag and anime. It's great. And, and that's what I love about anime. AEW is the fact that they're willing to do shit that's like it it's not hyper masculine to do a storyline about one of your wrestlers getting real sad and being kind of uh, unsure of themselves you, wrestlers you want someone who's like yeah let's go but instead they play the opposite route and instead everyone now loves hangman cuz he is an honest character he's someone anyone can relate to someone you'd want to grab a beer with he's i love my anxious millennial cowboy and that is why i brought him to the table <laughs> You're leaving out the star of this entire storyline, which is the guy who writes the AEW Chirons. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> after after uh, he lost, whenever he came on TV, the guy who writes the little link at the bottom with his name, instead of writing like his record or like his nickname or whatever, would write like Adam Page has been drinking. Yeah, (laughs) they were hysterical one was like adam page gonna try out some new wrist tape and the next week was like adam page didn't like how that new wrist tape felt (laughs) (laughs) it became like a running joke of like his chiron being like very like self-deprecating and like hilarious they were so he's like yeah probably there's a great twitter thread i'm sure you've 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 scoured it i found we can retweet what puts, was it? Puts, there was uh, one some... that had yeehaw at the bottom, but I can't remember what it was. Fo- <laughs> focused yeehaw, man. <laughs> I <out> of page. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this really one good. says his name is Adam Handswash Page, and it says he's been <laughs> socially distancing since November. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> Hangman Page, apparently sticking with the long pants this week. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the best. And that, like, it shows kind of how wrestling is growing and evolving over the years, where the elite are playing these kind of over the top, grandiose. Over, like super villains essentially and Hangman is like no this is what the new generation is it's people being genuine and people being who they are coming out having fun putting on a fucking show and not dealing with the pretentious masculine bullshit of the previous eras of pro wrestling and that's why Hangman rules I found one that was it's a quote from him and it says I don't care what the graphic says anymore <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I think like he writes them. Like they will ask him what he wanted to say last week, and then he will he will write something in there for them. He's just so the best, good. man. Uh, like the Paddington of wrestling. Yeah, no, truly. N- no one's not a fan of him. Who watches AEW? Oh People yeah, who the, like WWE hate this during, uh, during I barely Christmas. know what we're talking about, and I already sound like I already feel like a fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. He, during he works. Christmas, Adam? he uh, he wrote on there. I don't know. Make it say something like "Happy Holidays." <laughs> <laughs> Drank a bottle of Head Home Alone last Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Just the first one with like him smiling that just said Adam Page has been drinking is the oh, funniest yeah. picture. It's iconic. It is so good, and there are so many good mini storylines built up in that, like Kenny and uh, Hangman fighting the Young Bucks, who are their friends, but also they're disappointed at Hangman. I can't. I can't keep doing it. Him- Megan, I think I know what I want to do for my birthday episode of Fun Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> We did a. I was gonna say we did a wrestler for your last birthday, didn't we? Yep, the fiend. We did an episode. <laughs> the fiend yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a. Uh, I wrote a fan fiction that showed how he turned from Bray Wyatt into the fiend character. Oh, I listened to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I did. I, what was it? I did True Detective, but with him and John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff with him and. Uh, John Silver, I think, is still my favorite. Just because oh, I'm a huge yeah. John Silver stan. Johnny Hungy. Just a, just a, just a five-foot ball of muscle, John <laughs> Silver. Um, well, I guess speaking of fun fiction, we have a little bit of time left before we before we wrap it up. Uh, do, do y'all want to kind of go in to promote uh, fun fiction, promote the weird? It's kind of the, 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 the elevator pitches, so to speak. If someone's listening to Radish and liked what they heard... Mm-hmm. You want to take if the you weird? Enjoyed I'll take fun these fiction. two dipshits. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you can you can do do fun. Oh fiction. yeah, because the weird's the better show. To... I know. Anyways, no, uh, <laughs> so I we do fun fiction together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun fiction is a show where me and Megan talk about movies and media and all kinds of shit, from John Cena to The Fiend to <laughs> trolls to whatever. I am going to make you do trolls soon. Yeah, I, I was going to say, we haven't, we haven't done trolls. You're, you're giving people they, things that for don't the future. exist yet. Uh, but then the big twist of the show is that we then write fan fiction about it. So we'll do shit like we did an episode recently on Dr. Pepper, and I wrote Knives Out, but instead of it being people, it's all the different variants of Dr. Pepper on the market. You did you did Peps Out. I did Pibs Out. It was to see who killed Dr. Pepper. Uh, what, was one, what was one we did where I was actually on the ball? 
because usually well, I, my, my job on I'm the heel of fun fiction. <laughs> it's just like I brought so actually. Well, firstly, I do want to bring up. I did write gritty and loathing in Las Vegas where gritty and the Philly <laughs> fanatic go get guy on coke. God, but that was you good. did create yeah. Megan, my favorite character, one of my favorite characters on fun fiction during our Twin Peaks episode. Agent, you, you mean special agent Dale Cooper? Played by <laughs> played by Pitbull. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun that fiction. Was... It's where two idiots ruin that thing you like. <laughs> I liked when. We... When we did when we did the One Piece episode, I was the guest on that one. Oh yeah, and Will was of, on the show. Yeah, oh. <laughs> instead of instead of fiction, they just listed off things uh, that could happen, and I confirmed whether or not they have happened. And the answer to most of them was yes. <laughs> Whatever you think is going to happen has probably happened at some point in the thousand eighteen chapters. Uh, I do apologize, Will. Though we uh, we did have an episode that might have eclipsed One Piece in the holy shit, what is this universe? Because we did do Guilty Gear. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I wanted to do. Oh my god, well, we did yeah, Guilty Gear. we it had was uh, so much. It, we had comedy. I Juice, love Guilty Gear uh, more. The weekly cooldown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gaming show to help us figure out what the fuck Guilty Gear is. It's incredible, right? <laughs> we didn't get any closer for... to figuring out what the fuck Guilty Gear is. I played it for two hours while really stoned, and I still don't know what Guilty Gear is. <laughs> which but we did rank them in terms of fuckability. Uh, I can't oh, remember okay, which. Fair. I honestly can't remember which one I played. It was one of the PS4 ones, though. Okay. Probably XR or D. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Megan, what's the weird? So the weird is a uh, actual play TTRPG podcast uh, slash audio drama because we put a lot of fucking effort into like the sound design and all of yeah. that to make it. Sound. And by we, I mean our other co-host Charles, who's not here. <laughs> me and Scotty because Charles is editing two... that episode. <laughs> yup, yeah. Me and Scotty are, are the two main. Uh, characters main player characters and we're we're government agents well we're department of transportation agents in the 90s <laughs> technically government yeah, yeah solving solving crazy paranormal mysteries uh what's it it's it's like the magnus archives but funny uh <laughs> x-files but worse and gravity falls but pretty much exactly the same <laughs> And Twin Peaks, but better. But they won't let me yes. say that anymore. <laughs> it was upsetting people. And also, the Magnus Archives is a better touchstone for podcasts. <laughs> the Twin Peaks podcast. Well, sweet. Yeah, so where it, can we... Uh, yeah. where, where can we check those out? Where can we, where can we oh, find yeah, those? That's, where can we... Th that's useful, isn't it? Uh, oh, you can shit. Listen to wow, this. we are so bad yeah. at this. <laughs> we fucking suck at this. Uh, you can listen to the weird uh, and anywhere, but our SEO is trash, so real easy way is just to go to jointheweird.com and do it there. <laughs> nice. Oh, man, I got to make, like, a website link to get to Fun Fiction. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to get to Fun Fiction because you done, you done stop paying for your... <laughs> your fucking site. My actual website. No, here's the other problem is both of our shows have shitty SEO. Because if you look up the weird podcast, you get a list top like top ten weird podcasts. And then Fun Fiction's the worst. Because if you look at fun fiction podcast, people are gonna give you a list of fiction podcasts that have some good fun in them. <laughs> Just a real good fun time. 
You know, I'm the only one who knows how to name a fucking podcast. Oh no, Lit Class had great goddamn SEO. <laughs> <laughs> Except in the very beginning when there was a lot of issues with like oh no, Ross and Carrie, but we don't talk about that. Uh, uh so bit.ly slash Are you making it as as we speak? Would it be easier just to find you, and where could we find you? That's a segue, boys and girls. You can find me on Twitter at ScottyMoz. S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. The end. I'm on Twitter at Meg underscore Danger, where I do have in my bio... You could get to all of the things <laughs> because I Perfect. like people listening to the things that I make. <laughs> I cannot imagine that. Well, thank you guys both so much for uh, for coming on for for making fun of Boss Baby with us. We, it's always we always need to bring in some outside help for that. So I really appreciate y'all. Uh, y'all okay. lending lend, lend, uh, lend your, you your sword. Uh, if you go to bit.ly slash oh fuck dads up. <laughs> we'll take you to the Fun Fiction website. The punctuation Perfect. in that's very important. <laughs> no, all lowercase, no spaces, no punctuation. Uh, so us. Um, thank you all for listening to 165 of Radish. Please listen to our, our wonderful guest at those many URLs, some of which currently being workshopped. Um <laughs> You can find me at uh, Will from Online on Twitter. Don't look anywhere else. You can find me at uh, at that Sean Barry. I feel like I might be talking over Tyler right now because I'm frozen. Uh, you're you not. can also find me so you're not. on you're good. Instagram at Sean M. Barry. Uh, pretty much everywhere else, including Letterboxd, where I'm posting controversial reviews of, for uh, children's animated movies. Scotty? Something something big just happened in wrestling. Big boy did it! Biggie Langston! Biggie Langston! Mr. Money in the Bank! (laughs) Spoilers. I'm Tyler. Uh, You can find me online uh, at Tyler from Radish. You can find this podcast online at Radish Pod. Uh, Indiesaurus, our network, you can find online at Indiesaurus.net. We also do a little thing on the show to wrap things up. We call it Tyler's Question. Um, I don't know if we have the jingle. There we go. Don't know if we have the jingle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know. Screw you, Tyler. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Um, so today's question. Um, <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot lately. If you were to pick out a fictional character, either from a video game, movie, comic, anything like that, that is your equal match in strength. Like, it's the closest fight that you'll ever have with the fictional character. That way it'll kind of rank where you are, um, you know, strength-wise. What fictional character would that be? Pumba. <laughs> Pumba's Pumba. pretty high. <laughs> well, I figure Pumba Pumba's little. Pumba's not a full-grown warthog. Pumba's pretty little, so I could take him. Is Pumba <laughs> canonically not fully grown adult? Is he well, like... no, but he's a little one. He's pretty little. Oh. <laughs> Hold okay. on. Let Just me in go. stature. <laughs> How strong is Pumba? 
There's got to be some kind of wiki out there for ranking all the fictional characters' power levels. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I could beat up anyone if <laughs> if, 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 I, if no I'm equal. of the mind. <laughs> I could I could take any of these animated fuckers. Uh, we have Bugs Bugs Bunny. I'm pretty sure I could beat the shit out of Bugs Bunny. And you have Toon Force. I would I would enjoy it because <laughs> he he's a it, he's a smug little bastard. I'd like to pop him one. <laughs> Okay, I looked up Probably. Pumbaa, and it does say one of his special abilities is physical strength, so that's kind of unnerving. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'm going to change my answer to Norbert from the Angry Beavers. <laughs> I, I well, no, wait, the, yeah, that one. I was going to say, I wouldn't fight Daggett. I'd be scared. No, Daggett, Daggett's scary. Daggett's feral. You got to go after Norbert. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, uh, it's probably Ryu from Street Fighter. Maybe Vega. On a bad day, <laughs> I, I could I could do a Hadouken if it came down to it. I think is kind of just, that's that's how I. It's it's it. the same kind of force that a mother gets when like a tree falls on their child. You can Hadouken yeah. if you reach that level. I understand. That's a good one. I can show sure you can all day. That's not a problem. <laughs> this is where I uh, I reveal that I didn't quite get the first part of the question, so I'm not sure if it's entirely animated characters. Um, but the first thing that came sure. to mind is uh live action characters is all the roys except for shiv uh for all the fans <laughs> out there um i could take kendall i could take uh connor i could take uh roman absolutely um but shiv would absolutely kick my ass so most of the roys is my answer and pete campbell and nice. ty how about you uh, Pete from Kingdom Hearts. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. How much can Bugs Bunny bench press? But yet, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today.